0: You're listening to the Horizons Church podcast. Good morning, Josiah. Good
1: morning, Josiah.
0: And good morning, afternoon, evening, nighttime mm. listeners. Yes. Because who knows when you're listening to this?
1: I mean if it was me, it's not gonna be the morning. <laughs> that much <laughs> I can there's gotta be more <laughs> than just me.
0: Yeah, actually when I do listen to podcasts it's at various times. Yeah, Sometimes it's like oh, it's a lunch break thing or sometimes it's uh, hey, I'm finished with this book and I don't really have an album or music I want to listen to so I'll pop an episode of this podcast while I'm driving or doing whatever, you know? That makes sense. You gotta vary it up a little bit, you know, mm. et cetera. So.
1: Completely unconstrained here. Yes, that's right.
0: Anyway, how you doing?
1: You know what? Funny little story. I know, yeah, it's more coffee. I get it. I get it.
0: Everyone knows, like, we're just in here, like, 90% of the time it's coffee and 10% of the time it's something else.
1: How are you doing? Let me tell you about coffee. <laughs> so there's this particular company called, like, Oren's, something like that. I think it's just all, it's called Oren's, like, O-R-E-N, apostrophe S. Mm. And way back when, they had a super dark dark roast. I'm a big fan of. Yeah. right. And I go to check on it again and it's not available. Like, well, oh that, no. That's a shame. Mm. But here's the thing, right? So I, I do a little research. I check out what else is available from them. Yeah. And as fate would have it, would fate have it? Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> But there's another bag with a different name, a different name on this particular bag of beans, but it, yep. the, the description is identical. <gasps> like the same words, the same, you know, like log line, the same it's flavor, flavor descriptions. Yeah. It's the, They've just renamed it.
0: How could
1: they? I have brought it. But, well, Sneaky. Let me flip this. Silver lining. I'm delighted to actually find it again. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was lost to me.
0: Dude, um, gone forever. It's yeah. like the woman who lost her silver coins. Like rejoice with me for I found it again. You're like, I lost the coffee blend. <laughs> Drink with me. I found Run it again. It again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, so that's been great. Actually, this is the first cup right here now.
0: Wow. Yeah. Drinking it here. You're yes. hearing it for the first time here, folks, <laughs> that Ethan is <laughs> As yeah. of, well, when this episode drops, who knows how long it's been since who he's had that first knows. cup. Who knows if he's not on to another blend mm. by now.
1: I definitely will, because I'm switching to those two-pound bags.
0: Yeah, but Saving that
1: money, getting so much more coffee. That's right, yeah. yeah.
0: Welcome to the team, I'm man. I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, because inflation, am I right? <laughs> I'm getting a bigger bag uh, of coffee. Yeah. Am I right? Mm. Yeah, that's fun. You know what else is fun? Tell me. Cultural expectations. Oh man! Except some. Well, that sometimes like, they are. Sometimes they're not. It's like a ton
1: that's, of bricks, man. That's it. Boom!
0: Smack yeah. that yeah.
1: I struggle to we'll find one that's nice. Yeah. I'm sure that's got to just be my negative bias. <laughs> I'm sure there are good ones, but I don't know what they are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think there's some cultural expectations that keep us in line. You know what I mean? It's to true. Keep us from acting well, out poorly. Yeah. yeah. But um, like the
0: general like expectation that you say like, thank you at the yeah. end of an exchange when you baseline decency. Yeah. There we go. That would be good. But you know there are definitely some, and it's like they can have consequences that are more of the unfortunate yeah variety. Definitely. Such as very generally speaking, the sort of cultural expectation. In the church, that Christians are morally required to be extroverted. Ooh, boy. That one. You know? That yeah. would be one of them, I think. Because I do I do say generally speaking, that is a very broad sweeping generalization. I understand this is not a universal truth. Sure. Okay. Okay? Don't slide into our DMs. Okay? At least not yet. At least not yet. Yeah. <laughs> Wait till you listen to the whole episode and find substantive to disagree with, and then <laughs> feel free to email us at podcast at Church.net. <laughs> but no, like, I think there is this general expectation, like, if you're going to share the gospel, you need to be extroverted, you yeah, know? Like, yeah. if you're going to be a good host to befriend lots of people, you have to be extroverted. If you're going to be a pastor, especially, you have to be extroverted. Oh, man. You know, that is, like, a big one, you know? And so on. You could yeah. probably just go down the list.
1: I, d- I definitely. I think that's true. And I think it's generally treated as like the quote unquote right way to be or interact with others mm-hmm. or live out the gospel. I think that example of like to share the gospel, you have to be this type of person. You have to do it this type of way. And like, right. that's concerning for me <laughs> on a lot of levels. <laughs> and I even think of it like in otherwise supportive environments, there's still this attitude that suggests that you need to change a little. You just need to accommodate. Mm-hmm. And and weirdly, the shoe is never on the other foot there. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, well, that's and I think unfortunate.
0: That's part of the thing about that is there's 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 never the flip on the like, oh, hey, if you're extroverted, maybe there are times to be more (laughs) introverted, which, of course, then leaves those who are perhaps more bent toward loneliness, not in a derogatory way, but I mean, like, you know, the more one on one situations or generally prefer solitude. I think that puts folks like that in a sort of moral pickle where they can start thinking, oh gosh, I'm not extroverted, so how can I bear a good Christian witness? Yeah, And then you're constantly trying to convince yourself that you're actually extroverted <laughs> so that you can be good enough, and then you're right back into a sort of salvation by works mentality without quite realizing it. Yeah. You know?
1: it's hard to articulate that, I think, if you're in the position to be able to recognize that and, mm-hmm. and explain what you're feeling well. If you describe something as difficult or uncomfortable for you in this particular topic, then I promise you you're going to get hit with the, was it comfortable for Christ to die for your sins? <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Just because it's uncomfortable for, you know, this person, for me to, to, like, interact in a particular way. Like, okay, cool. That's super helpful. Thank
0: you. Um, (laughs) No, I thought it was easy.
1: (laughs) And, like, you can create this, like, weird idea that, oh, my calling is to dishonestly live into a paper-thin facade. And, like, let me tell you how ethically confusing that is (laughs) for that to be, like, wrapped up in your faith.
0: Right. And to that point, again, so that we avoid misunderstanding here. Outreach and hospitality and a willingness to, you know, spend time with larger groups of people in conversation or doing activities, you know, say like at a church service, for example, you know, corporate worship, those are necessary parts Mm. of the Christian life.
1: I will completely concede that. Yeah.
0: And if you do like perhaps... You know, have a bent toward introversion, such things are good, sanctifying challenges for folks who have that natural inclination. But I think that, all that being said, since the church is very generally, again, at least in my experience, I'm not going to speak universally, there are probably churches who perhaps lean the other way, but generally speaking, since they're more prone to talk about the extroverted side of things, I thought it would be helpful to spend some more time highlighting how the quote-unquote loners... (laughs) You know, those who prefer, you know, solitude among us can be alone to the glory of God. Because mm. that's something you can do to the glory of God. Well,
1: we're you know, all ears, but
0: individually. individually. <laughs> Listening to this podcast at the lake by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so first of all, as always, we want to make some quick definitions, I think. You know, make sure we're, we're all on the same page about what we're talking about here. Yes. When I am thinking of introverted sorts of folks, I'm thinking more of people who are not rabidly antisocial or who have a vicious demeanor toward people. You know what I mean? Like, that's a separate
1: issue. Yeah, this is you know? not for clinical diagnosis. Yes,
0: we're not, we're not talking about that. I'm simply talking about folks who are totally comfortable and generally prefer sitting alone with a book or painting in a studio by themselves or taking a walk in the woods without anyone to accompany them. You know, if, if they have to choose to spend their day off, for example, either on an exciting group event with friends or a quiet afternoon on a kayak on the lake, they're going to find the kayak the more refreshing option, right? More restful, more rejuvenating. And I'm thinking now in particular of the person who feels guilty because of that. Mm -hmm. Because I do think, generally speaking, the extroverted person doesn't really struggle with the, I feel guilty about doing something with this group of people in a Christian context. As opposed to the person who's like, if a group of friends invited me to go do something, like, nah, I think I'm going to take this time to go you know, recharge by myself. Like, yeah. oh, I should go, th- you know, I should go fellowship. <laughs> I should go, you know, like, I, th- I think there's a general tendency for that person to feel more guilty than yeah. the person who would, you know, accept an invitation to go do something with their friends on a more natural bent. Right. First of all, let's just drop the most obvious truth bomb here. You like my sound effects there? That's good. effect like there. very much. Yeah. Jesus regularly tried to spend time alone. Mm. That was a priority for him. We can even say. Just three verses here. And when it was day, Jesus departed and went into a desolate place. Luke 4.42. Great crowds gathered to hear him and to be healed of their infirmities, but he would withdraw to desolate places and pray. Luke 5.15-16. Mark 6.31. And Jesus said to his disciples, come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest a while. So, Jesus is making this, like, an intentional priority. He is, like, actually, for lack of a better term to use it in modern speak, scheduling time into the calendar to make sure he gets alone. Like, this is important. I think the question, then, is why did Jesus seek to spend time alone? And we could offer a number of answers to that question, but I think it's safe to say that he wanted to be alone so that he could be present with his Father in a unique way. Now, we're never without God's presence. I, I think I want to also qualify that. You're like, oh, there are times, you know, you you can be, you know, I don't, like, yes, God is with you everywhere, okay? He's promised I have to leave you forsake you. But there is a peculiar stillness of soul that we can find when we are alone that I think allows us to more deeply enjoy prayer, meditate on God's word, and mm. practice the kind of silence described in a place like Psalm 62.1, where the psalmist says, For God alone, my soul waits In silence. And I think there are obviously times where you want to be intentional about, like, I'm using this time of solitude for prayer or for something of that effect. But I think you can also enjoy that without it necessarily being like the, I've set this apart just for prayer or something like that, if that makes sense. That being said, it is clear here then from scripture, one of the duties of a Christian is to be alone and wait in silence from time to time. Like, you know what I mean? So like, this is actually a challenge on the flip side to the more extroverted among us. That yeah, like, true. if your general bent is I love community outreach and being with people.
1: Could be our discipline.
0: Yeah, like you actually need to practice more silence and solitude if that's not your natural bent. Because we are to emulate Christ in this way. So this then becomes an implicit challenge to those who are more Extroverted. Now, I want to qualify what I'm about to say next because I'm the king qualifications, right? Love it. And I kind of got ahead of myself on this, but for the Christian who prefers being alone, like John the Baptist or Elijah, to use some other examples, because John the Baptist was completely, I mean, he he was just out in the wilderness. Yeah. So was Elijah. Like, no one ever knows where they are, really. Like, you know, like Elijah, <laughs> like when you read the story of Elijah, people are constantly asking, like, where is Elijah? You know what I mean? What a wild reputation. I know, isn't that, isn't that, isn't that funny? But I think if you have a natural bent to do that, it can be a temptation to think of that as like some sort of an inherent virtue, um, if that makes sense. So like, for example, let me just take this out of the realm of introversion, extroversion, and something else. If you look at the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, there are some people who have a more natural bent towards, say, perhaps gentleness. Yeah. Like that's just, they are naturally disposed to be that way. Not Elijah. Yeah, not Elijah. He was not, right? Now, if you have a natural disposition to gentleness, In classical virtue thinking, you're not, like, having to work hard to cultivate that virtue, right? And to use more Holy Spirit terms. It is more an evidence of the fruit of the Spirit in your life if, like, let's say patience is not something that you're disposed toward. If you can be patient in a situation that stretches you in that direction, that is more evidence of the spirit's work in your life. So you can't just fall back on the, well, I'm gentle, but then I'm impatient. And Mm. because I'm gentle, I'm demonstrating this fruit. Therefore I'm virtuous. Like
1: the thing that just comes easy for me. Yeah.
0: Right. So I want to say that to say that, let's say you have a bent toward introversion and you don't, you know, feel guilty about it, which is fine. And you think, well, I have a bent toward that. I'm more like Jesus that way. Therefore Uh, I'm fine. Like, Well, that is not inherently a virtuous thing if you're naturally bent that way. And so the challenge then is to, not all the time, not like every single time you do it, because you can start getting into the, like the folks who are like, you have to do everything to the glory of God, like whether you eat, drink, whatever you do. And instead of saying that as a like, oh, this is like a general approach to life that says, I live by faith in the son of God. And that means that my things are, you know, they're offered like you start obsessing over every single detail of your life. Yeah, like, right. how do I take this sip to the glory of God? Like, well, okay, yeah. like, well, you're missing the point here about, about that. Don't overthink it. So when it comes to then alone time, solitude, etc. The challenge then is at least every once in a while to think about how that time can cultivate love for God and neighbor and provide refreshment in the Lord so that it becomes a more intentional thing yeah. as opposed to just like, oh, I do this and it's fine. Like yeah. every once in a while audit it to see what it's like. Does that make sense?
1: That's actually super helpful because you answered like a lurking question in the back of my mind just to not let maybe the surprising elevation of this quality suddenly mm-hmm. overcompensate, eliminate any other responsibility right yeah, yeah it doesn't kind of eliminate accountability in other ways uh, yeah it's not that hey this is great and it comes naturally at the expense of other valuable things right that might need intentional care and right. cultivating
0: mm-hmm. so you know like if you just took some like innocent examples suppose you like taking long walks in the woods like i actually i enjoy that a lot <laughs> I enjoy hiking and i'd love just enjoying the creation the song of birds seeing animals out in their natural habitat and it's not like the entire time i'm doing that i'm actively consciously like praying but every once in a while it's like okay how can i utilize some of that time perhaps to offer prayer to god yeah you know if you enjoy perhaps painting by yourself maybe once in a while you think oh like could i paint something that could be a gift for somebody could this be an act of love and service for somebody else like just to think through those options once in a while without obsessing over yeah. every single time like i'm alone i need to mm, it needs to, to be know,
1: that in some way. yeah like, trying to, yeah turn it into a sacrifice
0: right exactly because like if there are things that come naturally great like use that to your advantage so to speak you know what i mean like yeah exactly it's a strength that's a good thing it mm. doesn't have to be this you know overwrought <laughs> it's a good it's word. just like you know you don't want to Overcooked steak, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, into, you know uh, what I mean? Like, is that true. am I making sense?
1: Yeah, and I think that's actually quite interesting, you know, for me to hear because, of course, it probably comes as no surprise that this is my natural bent. <laughs> uh, did anyone see that coming, Ethan? <laughs>
0: how do you say?
1: <laughs> you know, for me, it's like pretty early in the in the evening. Actually, early in the afternoon, we're talking like three p.m. Right, the trees behind my house start to cast a shadow in my backyard, Mm -hmm. and it's so nice to be out there. Yeah. The thing is, though, I am constantly filling my space and my time and my thoughts. Mm -hmm. Here's the one thing that's funny: I keep hearing this whole like internal monologue thing mentioned. I'm like, huh? I wonder if that's me or not. Mm -hmm. But I am just like constantly lost in thought, and Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's like a not so helpful way. You know what I mean? You just kind of like spiral. Yeah. And to kind of uh, hold that at bay, I'll just replace it with a different voice yeah let me hit a podcast video mm-hmm. movies like anything to otherwise occupy my mind and i i guess in some ways losing the potential for some of the things you're describing you know what i mean if, sure, if yeah. i had gone in just just to add this to my tool belt of things that i could be using that time for right you know it, it <laughs> i think unsurprisingly more virtuous ways <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah i think that's actually a great and maybe unexpected challenge to hear
0: yeah and to flip it back around again the same thing goes for, you know, the more extroverted among us, like if your more natural bent is to, oh yeah, I love hanging out with people, doing all that stuff and it just comes easily to you. You would probably need to take time once in a while to think about how can I utilize that in a more intentional, you know,
1: yeah, sure. way
0: that's less just, oh, I do it just because it's fun. It's I, fun. I yeah, I yeah. enjoy it and I like it. Like it's great, it's awesome. Like, sure,
1: exactly. Enjoy
0: it, but every once in a while think about how you can do that. And part of the point here for me is that This all comes back to understanding that God gifts us and designs us all differently so that we have something unique to contribute to the church and to show to the world about the character of Christ and how faith is lived out. You see that all over scripture. I mean, you just take like two verses from Paul. He says, but grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift, Ephesians 4, 7, and having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them, Mm -hmm. Romans 12, 6. So I think we tend to automatically go to terms of spiritual gifts when we think about that. Like, the list gifts that show up in passage like 1 Corinthians 12 and Ephesians 4 and Romans and places like that. But think about different ways that people are wired, like extroverted versus introverted. That is another, I think, gift that is given to us according to the measure of Christ's grace. And the person who is willing to practice intentional solitude and has a bent that way and that is a gift that comes more easily to them. I think they back to our original point at the beginning the thing tends to goes that's an inherently like self-centered sort of a thing, right? Whereas no like the person who practices that well has something to offer to the church and yeah, to others. Exactly. Like you have a in a weird way, I know this is because we don't think of these terms, I'm like like you have a stillness and stability of soul mm. that you can offer. to other people. Or you you can be the kind of person that you can invite others into Mm -hmm. solitude. Like you can be a help to them to like, oh, hey, you're not used to practicing this? Like, well, I can help you with that. So all that is to say is we all have something in the way that we're wired even that God wants us to contribute to the church and to not neglect that because back 1 Corinthians 12 again, we all are uh, like different parts of the body and every single part of the body has something unique to offer. Yeah. And so don't neglect that. You know what I mean? Quite. Yeah, yeah. There you have it. I like it. You're off, you know, alone by yourself right now. You could enjoy that and then go, you know, take a walk around a lake or something. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, hey, thanks as always for listening. Hope this proved helpful to you in some way. And uh, if it did and you want to leave us an honest five-star review on that Apple podcast platform, that would be stellar. would be great. Yeah. And if uh, you have any questions on this or any other topic, you know, you want us to flip it and talk about the extroverted oh, side boy. of things.
1: Don't challenge me. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can. Let's do it.
0: <laughs> it's like, stretch me. You can email us at podcast at horizonschurch.net or interact with us on social media. At any rate, thank you as always for listening, and we will catch you next time.